This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. The Blues are the hottest team in the league. Winner of six games in a row going into this Flames game. They knew it was going to be a battle because the Flames have skilled players and the Flames can play heavy. They can play heavy like the Blues team can. So you knew this was going to be a close game. I thought both teams played well in the first period. There were some great hits in the first period. Some very good saves by both goaltenders. Before we talk about the Blues-Flames game, I just want to make something clear. I've been getting a lot of direct messages, people telling me that I hate Alex Petrangelo. How can I hate him? We need to sign him for eight years, so on and so forth. I do not hate Alex Petrangelo. My main point about Alex Petrangelo was that I don't think the Blues should offer him more than six years, and I don't think it should be for more than eight and a half million. Other teams are going to offer him more. And I don't think the Blues want to reach on this one. If they can keep him for six years at eight to eight and a half million, that's fine with me. But you don't want a 38-year-old Alex Petrangelo who's got a no-move clause. And that is what I am very concerned about with Doug Armstrong is giving Alex Petrangelo a no-move clause. I'm not a big fan of those. If you want to give it to the player, Give it to him in his first couple years, and then after that, take it away. If he signs a six-year contract, give it to him for the first three years. I think it gets a lot of teams in trouble with those no-move clauses, and it's gotten the Blues in trouble with Alex Steen. The Blues have tried to trade Alex Steen several times, two or three times, had deals in place, and he vetoed the deal. So I don't think the Blues want to run into a 36, 37-year-old Alex Petrangelo who's got a no-movement clause. That's my clarification on my thoughts that I stated the other day on Alex Petrangelo. Now let's move on to this game. Both teams played great in the first period, but it would be the Blues that would get on the scoreboard and a great goal by Ivan Barbashev. The fourth line was very key in this game. And a shot blocked right to McCackard. On goal, rebound, Sunquist. Rebound, another shot. They score! Barbashev! Hooks it in, and the Blues with a 1-0 lead. Good start for this McEachern, Barbashev, and Sunquist line. And head coach Craig Berube knows the importance of this line. He starts them on the opening faceoff. It's the third time they've been on the ice this early in the game. We're not even four minutes in. Nice quick shifts by the St. Louis Blues. Long road trip, and that one went off the left heel of the skate of the goaltender, and then no one there. Barbashev came around the net after this nice shot. It gets blocked, but still, it continues the pressure on the Calgary Flames. I talked to Oscar Sundquist this morning about how many times he had chances to shoot the puck. It definitely looked like the Blues came to play in this game. I was a little shocked because they had the back-to-back games on Tuesday and Wednesday night, came into Calgary, and they really played well in the first few minutes. And to get the first goal on the road is huge. That goal by Barbashev would be a second of the year. Sunquist gets his second assist. 
McEachern gets his second assist. Three minutes, 17 seconds in, the Blues are up one to nothing. That is the only goal that would be scored in the first period. The Blues outshot Calgary 12 to 10. Both teams had some good chances, but Bennington and Riddick really played well in that first period. Going into the second period, the only difference in my mind in this period was the Blues got two power play opportunities, and Ryan O'Reilly gave the Blues a 2 to nothing lead on a power play goal while Jordan Bennington stood strong in that second period. Now Perron back for Petrangelo. And then Perron off the wall. Oh. And a drive, and they score! O'Reilly! What a shot by O'Reilly! A power play goal! And the Blues with a 2 nothing lead! Holy jumping! What a quick bang-bang play that is! And this isn't exactly a seam pass. This is a five-foot bumper pass. And a terrific bit of hockey sense by David Perron as he gets it on the right side. Petrangelo will get an assist. Forehand, backhand, that is probably five to seven feet. That's how close they are together right there. So they tighten things up, make an adjustment, and right in the wheelhouse is Ryan O'Reilly, who quickly goes to David Perron, pointing to him. This was just an amazing goal. Petrangelo gets the puck, gives it to Perron. He's skating in towards the stick side of Riddick. Well, about four and a half, five feet from him, close in, is O'Reilly. O'Reilly has three or four Calgary players around him within two to three feet of him. Somehow Perron just sneaks that pass right into him, and O'Reilly puts it past Riddick for a beautiful goal. I think the Flames were really stunned at that shot by O'Reilly. They probably thought they had him covered pretty well. That goal by O'Reilly would be his fifth of the year. Perron gets his 10th assist. Petrangelo gets his ninth assist. Power play goal, 13 minutes, six seconds in. Shots were even in this period, 10 apiece, and the Blues head into the third period with what looked like a comfortable 2 to nothing lead. Don't get me wrong, Calgary had some opportunities, but Jordan Bennington was standing strong, and the Blues were playing good defense. So we're looking to see a lot of that in the third period, and for a little bit of the time, I thought the Blues did play good defense, and they continue to put pressure on Riddick. However, Matthew Kachuk, just a little under 11 minutes into the third period, would make this a game again at 2-1 to one with his 10th goal of the season. Anjapani, a little time, gets the return feed from Hamlet. Backlund, into the corner from Anjapani. He centers it on front, Kachuk shoots, scores! And it's game on! Boy, did the Calgary bench ever jump up to, it was looking like over and over again, everything was getting denied. Nice play here by Mangiapane. Very similar to the last shift this line had. Good possession out of the zone, skating onto the puck, and Kachuk finds his way into the slot. What a pass by Mangiapane. For Kachuk, he finds that quiet space in behind. He has to fight through a stick check. Nice little move to chip that puck to himself, and then he gets the shot away quickly. Doesn't waste any time. A great pass by Mangiapane. He sees Kachuk heading towards the goal. Passes it to him. Colton Pareko is right in front of Bennington. He tries to swipe at the puck instead of skating towards a man to take Kachuk out. And Kachuk puts it past Bennington. And this goal really woke up the crowd and the players on the bench. Kachuk gets his 10th goal. Mangiapani gets his 4th assist. Backlund gets his 5th assist. 10 minutes, 59 seconds in. 2-1 to one Blues. But that wouldn't last very long. 
just a little over three minutes later, the Flames would score the tying goal. Dancing his way to center ice is Travis Hamonick. And a chip it around. Parego backs it in there, rolls out in front, back Well, no question, Dave, we talked about the passion would have to be elevated to come back on the St. Louis Blues team, and it's the physical play of Bennett that's get the blood boiling a little bit and an aggressive attack by an unlikely guy up in the rush who's been pretty active in this game tonight, Travis Hamden. A good stick right there on Pareko, lodges that puck loose, not handled by Bennington, and he just pounces on the puck and throws a backhand back against the grain and ties this game at two. The puck goes into the blue zone. It looks like Pareko's going to get it. He just skates very nonchalantly towards the puck. It gets knocked away from him, ends up on Hamonic's stick, and we're tied at two. That goal would be Hamonic's first of the season. Giordano gets his ninth assist. We're headed to overtime. The Blues have been so successful in overtime. Goals from Ryan O'Reilly, but the key man has been David Perron, and he wouldn't disappoint in this one either. Perron gets the winning overtime goal to give the Blues the two points and a very successful West Coast road trip. Here's Perron again. And then O'Reilly shins right in front. O'Reilly waiting. Perron shoots. And he scores! Another overtime winner for David Perron. How about that road trip? A lot of calmness, a lot of patience. And the same unit stayed on the entire time. Almost a minute. And even though they lost possession, had to regroup in the neutral zone, they still got it back in there. And they are just feeling great. Just feeling great. They wait. They wait. And bang. One quick shot. One quick snipe. And the magic tandem of Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron. And this one's money. Money in the bank. And it's a win. What a great goal by David Perron. How many times is he going to do this? They say he's working harder and harder this year. He's working with Ryan O'Reilly. After practice, something's changed because this guy has really turned into a scoring machine this year. That goal by Perron would be his eighth of the year. O'Reilly gets his 14th assist. Petrangelo gets his 10th assist. Blues win. Let's get to the stats of the game. Faceoffs, the Flames won 53% to 47%. Flames outshot the Blues 29 to 28. Blues were 2 for 4 on the power play. The Flames were 0 for 2. Hits were even at 19. The Blues outblocked the Flames 12 to 8. And the Flames had 24 giveaways to the Blues 7. Let's head to the postgame interviews. We're going to hear from Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron with that big OT winner, and of course, Coach Craig Berube. You know, we, we wanted to you know, hold them off the right way, but you know, we're, we're confident. And obviously, Benner back there was playing unbelievable. Both goalies step in and are, are playing awesome. And yeah, we're just confident. And you know, when we do that, you seem to kind of get the bounces. That being said, you just talked about it. Probably didn't even want to get to that extra time tonight. What happened in that third period? Um, you, know, you know, we just kind of sat back a bit too much. You know, we gave them a little momentum. And obviously, they, you know, I think they got a good bounce in that, that second goal. But that happens. You know, if you look at I think the overall game, it was one of our more complete games. The first two periods, we did a lot of things well. You know, we could have, you know, we had a couple good opportunities. We could have extended the lead, and we didn't. But, uh, you know, it's a big two points, and we got we got to keep going. I know it's a cliche Stanley Cup hangover. You guys have not had that so far. How much fun is it coming to the rink right now? Oh, it's a ton of fun. You know, we know we're going to have a chance to win every game. And, yeah, you know, last year is behind us, and, you know, we're going to have to find a new way this year. But it's, you know, winning's fun, and we're finding a way to do it. 
Uh, you, got, you talked about it a little bit. Bennington really good tonight, but also at the same time, you guys boxed out real well. Didn't give them a lot of second chance opportunities. Has that been the common theme all year? Yeah, if, you know, if we're doing that, if you see, you know, the games we play well, we keep teams to the outside. He's going to be making all these saves, and you know, it's underrated too is the way he handles the puck and how he initiates our breakout so well, which helps us to play fast. But you know, he's he's just a phenomenal goalie that you know. We have to kind of help out a bit more in you know those crucial times of games, but uh, you know what, we're you know, we're playing well. Just off seven game win streak, five of those in overtime. What what goes right <laughs> for this group when it comes to extra time? Yeah, so it worked out. Sometimes uh, when you get four on threes, uh, I haven't been out on four on threes uh, that much in my career, so uh, you kind of have to get a feel for it the first few seconds. And uh, but the guys do a good job. They again, all right, put it right in my wheelhouse there and uh, able to put it home. So. It's, it's nice to, to go home now after uh, all these wins on the road, and we felt like we played some good hockey. Five game winners for you on the year. Where's your, where's your confidence level at right now? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Like, um, I just feel like we, we turn the page after every night. We, we keep going back at it the next day and, and trying to work some more, trying to get better and keep clean, clean, cleaning up stuff uh, either from our game or individually. And um, no, I've, I've been impressed with the group, the way we've uh, reacted uh, every single night, on, even on back-to-backs uh, recently. We've, we've won them all, so it's been awesome. That being said, probably didn't want to go to overtime tonight. What, uh, what did you see in that third period? Yeah, I mean, the first goal, uh, I'd have to look at it again. The second's a bad bounce. Um, comes right in front of the net. The, their guy reacted well and shot it on the uh, low glove right away. So I, I, I think it's a good reaction by their player more than... Uh, then a breakdown by us. It's just an unlucky bounce there. And um, if it doesn't get there, who knows? Maybe we just close it like that. But uh, again, we found a way, uh, regardless of the situation, to uh, to win it, and it's huge. Your goal is that a set play, or is that just finding some open space with the man advantage? Yeah, it was probably more the second part. Um, the, the set play was kind of we're trying to. I don't know if you noticed, but O'Reilly started on the other side. I started on non-one timer side, and we we try all year to. Uh, be able to play all, all positions so that it's tough for the PK on the other side to uh, to react to how you're, you're set up, basically. And, uh, yeah, it worked out. Petro talked to me that he was going to go low, and I came up higher. And um, O'Reilly took the space and put it right in my wheelhouse and uh, scored it. So Did it was you, awesome. You won after you gave him his? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. Like uh, Again, I, I've said it many times. We, we put so much work uh, before and after practice and during practice all year. Like he's, he's all there 30, 40 minutes after practice and I've been staying with him just to try and get better since, uh, since the start of last year and uh, it's been a blessing to play with him. Yeah, I mean, I thought we played a hard game. You know, I thought our team worked hard. Um, you know, we got kind of got an uh, unlucky bounce there and a one goal against, but, um, you know, power play was good, penalty kill was good. I thought it was a good team effort. It's not like you didn't like your third period, just chalk it up to a couple of bad bounces to get this one overtime? I didn't mind the third. I mean, um, I would probably, um, I think we could defend that first goal. Um, kind of we could do a better job on that one, but overall, pretty good game. Can we, can we start calling uh, David Brown Mr. Overtime now? <laughs> well, hopefully we don't get into overtime too much, right? can take care of it in regular, but... His chemistry with uh, O'Reilly uh, is is really been something to watch. Would you say? Yeah, it's go- it goes back to a lot. You know, last year. I mean, they um, they were really work for each other out there. Really support each other well, and uh, you know, they um, they work well together. Seven game win streak. How, how have you liked the way your team has kind of attacked this season after everything that went on last year? Yeah, I thought we came into camp. We looked we looked good. You know guys were in good shape ready to go and it's 
you know, I think it's just carried over to the regular season. Um, you know, they know they know how important it was to get off to a good start. We talked this morning about winning on the road. Uh, I mean, four went all four on this trip, beat three of the the, uh, the top teams in the in the uh, Western Conference. What does it say about your team? Well, I mean, we're playing good hockey. I think you know overall. I think we're uh, we've got a real good team game going. Um, for me, that's the biggest thing. Uh, we're using everybody. Everybody's contributing. Um, everybody's buying into you know the team game, uh, team first mindset, and it's paying off. I mean, that's to me that's the biggest thing. And our special teams have been really good. Is it a matter of uh, players knowing what their roles are and, and accepting those roles? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's a big part of it. Uh, they accept um, their responsibilities and the situations that they're put in, and um, I think you know everybody's doing a good job of that. Uh, like I said, you know, um, everybody's contributing. That's a big thing. You got, you know, our, that's how our team is built. Everybody's got to contribute. Everybody's got to play. You know, 200, 200 feet of hockey. Guys, you just have some skilled forwards, Craig. Do you like the way your team defended? A lot of one and dones tonight. Our team, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We, you know, that's what we're really based upon is our defending. We're we're a good team that way. Our defense is uh, very good defenders, uh, one through one through six. Uh, they do a good job. Um, you know, that's a big part of it. You think of Bennington's work tonight? As good as usual. Can you believe this time last year, what we were talking about? Total opposite of what we're talking about now. The team was disorganized. You could tell a lot of these guys had never been on the ice together. And it took a lot of time and a coaching change to make a difference. These guys now enjoy playing for each other. They have fun on the ice. They're spending extra time practicing. They're dedicated to winning. And that just rubs off on the whole team. Both goaltenders are playing very well at this time. And you have to have that throughout the season. Can this winning streak continue? I don't see why not. But the game against Arizona on Tuesday night has me worried a little bit. It's going to be one of those games where you're probably expecting the Blues to come out and really play strong. And they probably will. But it could be one of those catch games to where Arizona just plays great and Arizona has been playing better this year. So that's going to be a game for the Blues to watch out for. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. To get more of the Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.